Hey, you guys. Thanks for tuning back in on the Bow Rush Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Stowe. You're listening to episode 26. So guys, if you've been listening or been looking on any type of social network, you probably noticed that people are knocking down some massive types of animals. And it's really inspiring because our hunting in Georgia for archery season, it's about to start just next week. So just in seven days, we're going to be out in the field trying to kick down a big buck, a doe, something to start filling the freezer. All I can say is that I'm pretty excited because I got my bow dialed in. I've got the stand already preset, but here's the thing. I don't use a stand. I climb a tree and I lasso myself up with what this thing is called a tree saddle. It's, it's basically the best tree stand I've ever had. And it's not even a tree stand. I wear this thing in. I choose the tree I want. I climb it. I lasso in and I'm ready to go. And I can literally hunt 360 degrees. I get to use the tree as the camouflage. So if there's a deer, a buck moving around, I can literally move around the tree and keep myself hidden from them until the time is to shoot. But enough of that. It's not all about me. It's about hunting. It's about the bows. And what you've been listening to recently are about the bow manufacturers. And we brought another one on. It's with Matthews. And we have Brad Christian, which is the branding manager of Matthews. And he's going to talk with us about their new product line, which is the no cam system. If you've done any research or watched any television show, looked at any magazine, you've seen Matthews one way, shape, or form. They've been notorious for creating the solo cam, which was a slim limb design that is basically the answer to the timing issue with dual cam systems. And if you followed them, they've brought back the McPherson line, introducing the monster, creating the chill, and it seems like they've been able to reinvent the way bows are designed, creating a new standard, and they did it again. The no cam system, almost any person that shoots it can collaboratively say that it's dead in the hand. That seems to be the census throughout the hunting community. It's definitely true. When I shot it, it felt like nothing else I've ever shot before. And so I'm really glad that we were able to bring Brad on. And so let's get the show going. Hey, Brad, this is Travis. How you doing? Hey, Travis, doing well, man. I, I do appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners about Matthews and uh, the archery company that's been around for a long time. Matthews is the number one bow company out there because they've, they've seemed to do more sales. They have more winnings. And there's a whole purpose for that, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, Travis. And appreciate you uh, you guys having us on. It's an honor to be with you. And, and uh, yeah, we uh, we definitely uh, had a long history. We're grateful to, uh, to have the support of the archery community and bow hunters across the, the country. We certainly, we can't do this without them. So it's uh, we have an awesome tribe out there that we're passionately building products for and we're thankful that they like them as much as we do. Well, I've been, ever since I got into archery, and it's been about seven years now, my very first bow, and I still have it today, which to me it shows the quality of the bows being made, is a Matthews Adrenaline. And still, even with all the bows I've shoot and try out, I still seem to think that that bow has the smoothest to full draw than I've, and any new ones I've come out with, of other products, other companies. It says a lot about the technology and the brand itself. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great bow, the Adrenaline. That was the... Uh an awesome year and that uh, you know there's certain bows kind of you know along the way in the timeline if you will that a lot of people gravitated to or just you know seem to have uh you know maybe some 
you know, the special sauce or something. I don't know what <laughs> it is, but uh, switch back, you know, is another one yep. that uh, Lee has referred back to. And uh, yeah, but uh, Matt's been designing incredible bows for for a long time. The fact that we, you know, we've got a lot of shooters out there who have been able to use them as long as they have is, is definitely a testament to the engineering. And, but we never stop. You know, we're we're always looking to innovate, and we're uh, we're continuing to push for change. Well, thinking about the history of Matthews and just kind of a, I mean, a lot of people know at least coming up where Matthews come from, but how long has Matthews been in business? Matthews Archery been in business? We started nine two, so over okay. twenty, you know, over twenty years ago, and uh, you know, originally building in a, in a little tiny shop, and it, it just it kind of grew from there. You know, with the invention of the solo cam at that point, it definitely caught fire pretty quickly because it was a, a, a radically new idea. I mean, the solo cam basically helped eliminate the the timing issue between the the dual cams that were out at that time. Yeah, exactly. The, and designs have, have certainly evolved, but the, the the problem of the day of, of cam timing and tuning issues, and there was there was a lot to it. You know, the the solo cam, you know, came out and yeah, exactly. You know, uh, eliminated the timing issue. You know, it was it was you know kind of a a uh, three-legged race was, you know, kind of a good analogy of the time, you know, when, when things have to be in perfect sync, it, it can work. But if they're out of sync at all, then throws everything off balance and doesn't work. And so, yeah, the, the solo cam eliminated that problem and, and was uh, just, it was a radical idea. I mean, there wasn't even a string at the time made long enough to use for a solo cam. So Matt had to create his own strings just to, to make one long enough to fit a to fit this bow. So yeah, it was a it was a completely new idea and, and it was, you know, kind of a better widget, if you will. So it grew very quickly. Or at least what it seems like is that at one point Matthews had uh, Mike had a different company and he sold it off and then just a few years back rebought it back which was the McPherson line is that correct yeah so so yeah McPherson archery that was was around just before Matthews and he guess he did sell that um, at once you know before Matthews was created and then gosh it's probably been oh maybe six years or so it was after the rental and I believe that uh, the McPherson series of bows was uh, was relaunched uh, with our dual cam system. So at the time, you know, really heavily invested in, in solo cam technology. And what Matt started to see was uh, you know, a lot of change and there is still a market for the dual cam. And there's a lot of people who really love the dual cam bow to each their own. And, it, you know, dual cams are, are, you know, they are good design. But Matt believed that he could create a better dual cam. And so... With that, set out to to launch the McPherson series with the, the ABS system at the Dual Cam Monster series, and it was a huge success. And uh, we have a, a large chunk of our of our consumer base really leans toward that and, and and loves those models. You know, they're they're fast and they're still very smooth. That's what's great about them. You know, a lot of Dual Cam and faster bows are harsh, both in the draw and the release. Yeah, and Matt's uh, been able to to create a design that is still very smooth, but it's is, uh, pretty darn quick, too. Is that how the um, the new bows with the no-cam, is that using the same design structure? I know it's a radically new design, but because it is a split-limb 
structure in the two no cam, but uh, did they use that same body and style from the McPherson line that he brought back to create the no cam? You know, the McPherson series taught through, through that prop designing that and all the R&D that Matt and his team poured into that, um, they learned a lot and the AVS system helped them get to this point. So the idea for the NOCAM was actually, it's been around, you know, Matt, Matt it's, it's something that Matt's been working on actually for a long time. And the AVS system, and, the, and it's, a, it's a tweaked version of it, but what that system allowed him to do was, you know, he realized that he could apply aspects of that to this NOCAM concept that he's been working on for years in order to, to achieve the goals that he was achieving with it. So it wasn't possible until that. And so it's, it's really kind of a culmination of of a few different projects that, that, you know, he realized, wait a minute, this solves, you know, the problems I was having and this is now possible. And so it was pretty cool to see, uh, to see that happen. And, um, you know, the result is, is a, it's a completely new concept. I mean, that bow is, is its own breed for sure. It is accurate as they come and it's a very symmetrical design. If you look at it, you know, the, the knocking point is right in the center of the axles, which is not normal. It's a very balanced system. And then the feeling of it is just incredibly unique. It's, I've never shot a bow that is so dead in the hand as that bow. And so for me, it's, it's just the most enjoyable thing to go. You know, I'm a, I'm a shooter personally. I I love to shoot. I I shoot, uh, I try to shoot every day and I shoot just for the, you know, obviously as a bow hunter, but uh, for the enjoyment of shooting, I just, I love archery and to take that bow out and, and just shoot, it's, is a pleasure. It, it feels good. It's a good experience. And, you know, I just, I'll be out there on the line with that thing, you know, in the woods, just drop and, you know, chucking arrows, you know, from, you know, one to a hundred yards. And you're just, I'm grinning, you know, because it, 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 it's just a great experience. We're really stoked on that thing, and uh, it's been received really well. I know that when I originally, I took, I guess maybe a month or two ago, I decided to go to a uh, bow shop that was nearby, and they had one of the no cams on the rack to shoot. And in my past, ever since I started using the, the single cam, I've almost felt leery about moving towards a dual cam system or what this one is a no cam because of the split limb. And, you know, someone that's going from a single cam slim limb design and changing up to think about purchasing a dual cam or a split limb with the no cam system, how is it that someone in the mind would go in approaching that because it is a different system and there is a different a feel to it. When I shot it, I felt it was a little different. Uh, it still was smooth drawing, especially for the no cam. It felt like I was pulling back single cam slim limb, but you know, trying to explain that to someone that might want to go from originally always being a single cam slim limb and saying, that's what I have. I'm diehearted on it. They might upgrade to either the Creed or something else, but then if they're going to transition to a, the no cam system, you know, what's the way to let them know that there's a reason for it? like it's not a huge adjustment or is it adjustment to knowing what they're going to feel, what to expect? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's funny. You know, whenever whenever I'm shooting, you know, when somebody hands me a new bow and they're like, "Hey, shoot this," you know, and I'm about to draw back a bow that I've a model, um, whether it's one of our bows or competitors or a new design that Matt's got or something like that. You know, I always know that I I don't know exactly how it's going to feel. It's kind of like when you when you get into a, a new car for the first time. If you've ever, you know, you you hit the gas pedal, you're like, whoa, and you kind of like take off. You're like, whoa, sorry, there's no that sense where you go to brake, and then you're like, 
everyone said jerks for you. Like, oh, sorry, these brakes are a little touchy. You know, a couple minutes, you stop and goes, and you're, you know, you got the feel of the pedals, and you're good to go. Cams are are like that. Every draw cycle is totally unique, and some peak early, some peak a little later, some build differently, and so, and then you do it a couple times, and it's like, oh, this just feels like my bow now. And so I think, I think, you know, the, the no cam feels, it feels kind of different. And so what I, what I like to people to do when they're shooting the no cam is to, to, to get one set up, you know, with a rest on it and, and go shoot it, go shoot it 15 times and, and really experience it like you would test drive a car. And I think to me, the, the bow will sell itself. The draw cycle will, that, that uniqueness to it will, will be, you know, you'll own it. And then you'll experience all the benefits of the bow, the accuracy, um, the and the, just the absolute dead in the hand feeling that you get from it. I mean, there's no bow that feels like this bow does at the release. I mean, it is just it. It's almost it's almost eerie to be honest. I mean, I remember the first time I shot it, it was almost strange because it was so quiet and so dead in my hand. I'll, you know, I just I remember hearing the arrow hit more than I did feel anything. <laughs> I agree, and, uh, and, th- and those are the reasons that you know, you know, I, I think that the, the the benefits to to the to the bow are they're numerous. And uh, with respect to you know timing and things like that, what's so great about the no cam system actually is it is incredibly simple with the concentric string tracks and the level knocking travel and the true center knocking point, meaning that it's directly between the axles. The bow sets up, you know, you just set the, the rest, set it in the middle, and you're pretty much a bullet hole from the first shot. And I thought, cool, okay, but like like anything, like I wanted to experience it, you know, and I remember taking the bow home and, and putting it, going down to my, my workshop and, and setting the, the, the rest level, and all right, well, let's see this. I shot a perfect bullet hole, shot it again, perfect bullet hole, shot again, perfect bullet hole. And then I started trying to not shoot a bullet hole, like by moving the rest way out of spec, trying different arrows. And I've never seen a bow that, that tunes like this. It's almost weird, actually, um, the, the grace that it gives you. And so for me, it's like the benefits to that over uh, a lot of other bows are, are it's, it's pretty evident. It's a pretty unique system. You said that they were developing this for many years and thinking in the idea of the R&D aspect. And for some people that might not know what R&D stands for, it's research and development. But how much time and effort does Matt put into the development? Um, does he design it himself or does he have engineers? And then when it gets down to, you think about it, when you adjust one element on a bow... How does it affect the other, like the shape, the the weight distribution? If you're moving, you know, anything into the direction, how does that affect everything else? And is that why it's taken so long to come up with something this unique? But in that same element, like how long did they go into the R and D to develop this bow? Sure, now I can I can speak to some of that. Some of it, you know, I, it's really Matt's work, and and you know, I'm not involved from an engineering standpoint or R&D standpoint. I understand. Uh, so I don't want to uh, pretend to know more than I do, certainly. But, you know, Matt is, is certainly our lead engineer and designer. Really, the innovations that we've had have, have really been the work of, of, you know, Matt McPherson. He does have a support team around him that he works close with to continue the development of, of you know, projects of ideas of, of helping you know, get things off the ground when he's working on new concepts. So 
but really the ideas are, are, are born from that. So, the, you know, with respect to that, you know, how long, I really can't say, that I, I, I'd be lying if I could tell you exactly how many years. I just know and from talking to Matt just that, that the idea has been one that he's had for a number of years, and that's where through um, the McPherson series and other things, you know, that he's uh, he's worked on in, enabled that. But yeah, he's got a really cool test facility, and there's some wild stuff in there, and pretty crazy to see those guys at work. Every time I'm I'm around them, I'm I'm just amazed. You know, my headspace is not engineering, and these guys are uh, wicked smart. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, I was surprised to see that you know through almost all the product lines. For the, the years, they've always had the same the wood stock on the the base to handle the the bow on the riser, and uh, but it looks like they with this uh, no cam system, they scratched that whole premise of having the wood stock uh, really wide base to put around your palm, and went into a thin design that's basically just the same width of the the, the riser itself. What was the shift in the purpose of going that direction? You know, we are uh, our company was born on the idea of really disrupting the status quo, right? I mean, those were, had two cams on them and, and uh, Matt had an idea that was radically different and, and Matt loves innovation. He's constantly trying to, to make something better, which means that he's completely willing to change. You know, if it means, if it means innovation, you know, that's something that I really appreciate about him is he's 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 always wanting to to push for for better and so uh, you know with that grip you know it was, it was a gradual process <laughs> excuse me it was a gradual process um, the grip has changed shape several times though the consumer may not totally you know realize it you know unless you you know unless it was you know, they had them all side by side or could compare. But it's it's been kind of a gradual process of, of changing the shape, of uh, losing some of the you know the the width. You know, the grip used to be even even wider. And there's a group of shooters. You know, the hard thing about a bow grip is that everybody you know has a different feeling of of what they want. Which you know they can always pull a grip off and do their own thing if they really want to. Right. Um, so there's definitely a group of people that, that, that want to keep things a certain way, and um, but we test accurate for accuracy. We, we look at lots of different shooters and how people shoot and and uh, how we can make bows perform better. And we just found that we were getting better results, and it, it made more sense to to go with that grip. It was it was a more accurate profile with that with that focus grip and that that different style. Okay. When I'm looking at the, the different design, I mean, you have the NoCam HTR, and then you have, I think it's three other ones, which is called TRG789. For someone that's wanting to know the differences, uh, how do you explain the purpose of going the HTR versus the, the TRG789? Like what, what are the commonalities, and then what's the difference so that they know what they might want to look for? Sure. Yep. So, the, so the the TRG versus the HTR. The the TRG is our target line of bows. So the built on the no cam platform. So the the TRG uh, seven, eight, and nine is with respect to the brace height. So those are designed for target shooters. So if you, if you're a bow hunter, the HTR is is absolutely the bow that you'd be looking for. Um, and that bow just comes in in one model. There's nothing you know needed. You know, there's no no need to figure that out. But um, 
yeah, the, the TRG is our target line and the HTR is our, uh, is our hunting line. I just now realized that the HTR, Hunter and TRG, target. Didn't even think about that. That makes sense. Okay. Well, if let's say someone yeah, does yeah. is an avid hunter and they uh, they purchase the HTR version and but they want to go to do it like a 3D shoot or a regular shoot, could that bow still be adequate enough for someone that's in that type of world or wanting to step in without purchasing another bow? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we've got lots of guys who who cross over with that uh, with that bow. Uh, from a 3D standpoint. So, and it depends on, you know, the kind of shooter you are. You know, we've got a ton of guys that do and, and they bow hunt with the, uh, the HTR and just transition straight into 3D season with the same rig. Again, it's totally accurate and, and does very well in that, in that system. A lot, another bow that people really love for, uh, for 3D archery is the, uh, Chill X model, which is a longer axle to axle. You know, people really seem to love that bow in the 3D space as well, which is a great hunting boat too. I, I hunted the second half of my season last year and, and uh, with that rig, shot an elk and, you know, a few other critters. So it's a, it's a great boat too. Uh, actually, I was looking at that. I mean, the chill, that came out, I believe, last year. Is that correct? Yeah, it came out middle of last year. And it's still a pretty good sells because uh, when I was at the shop, at least locally here in Georgia, that was one of their their main selling ones over the uh, the no cam. They had the no cam, and then they seemed to sell a lot of the the chill still, which was I uh, I always know that people when they go into buying a bow, sometimes you think that oh, I want the, always the newest version. But even though this was a last year's model, it seems to be a hot item still today to purchase. Oh yeah, yeah. Our you're exactly right. Our our chill line, they're really special bows. They're you know, and it, it's for the shooter that it's typically wanting that is somebody that really has you know believes strongly in speed. Really, are the people that we're seeing want that specific model for for most people. You know, if you know the range of, uh, you know, that you're shooting at, okay, if, if, if you know the, the yardage, if you carry a range finder and you, you know your, your, your yardage, then speed is really pretty irrelevant, provided you're, you know, you're actually shooting, a, you know, especially if you're shooting at least 60 pounds, um, you know, speed really is, is pretty irrelevant because you're going to be able to kill anything and, and hit the mark if you know the range. It's it's for people who who really value speed, maybe because they they're in they find themselves frequently in situations where you know they're not able to range or something. You know, is maybe one common example. But even then, you know, it has to be a fairly frequent thing. Or I would think almost like long distance shooting, right? People that are out west, maybe shooting 80, 90, even up to 100 yards. And well, some people, that's their, they have a choice if they want to shoot that far, if they feel adequate or able to do it. But knowing that they have that distance, I guess speed does help with that. I mean, speed will help with respect to energy. Um, but still, even at that long range with a no cam, you're going to have, you're going to have plenty of energy. It's, and, and really, you know, your point of impact, sometimes people will think, okay, well, with a faster bow, it's more for like I could be off the mark a little bit, and that's actually not the case. I mean, the, the bow's going to hit wherever it was last aimed at at the time you released it. So if it's a 100-yard shot, you know, your speed doesn't help you be any more accurate. You know, it might give you a little bit more energy, but okay. you're shooting a deer at, at 80 yards with a no cam. I mean, that's I'm not recommending that. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a personal decision. If you right. shoot long range or not, I'm not condemning or condone i'm not i'm not you know saying either way i'm just saying that 
um, you're going to have plenty of energy, you know, so it's not really an energy thing. And to be honest, it's not really an accuracy thing either because the bow is going to hit wherever that pin was at the time you released it. That's where the arrow's going. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I guess the, the only real variables will be just the wind and if there's any debris or something in the way, but uh, the bow, if you have it in target in the distance you shoot it, it's going to hit it. Yeah, ex- exactly. Like if you know the range, then it really becomes a kind of a non-issue to be totally honest. So speed is one of those things. It, it is just partly for me, um, you know, I get it, you know, if somebody wants it, but a lot of times I see that it's a, it's definitely like a, it's a mental thing. You know, you feel like it's better if it's faster and, you know, a lot of experienced, you know, really experienced archers will, you know, they kind of go through that phase and then they may go through that phase and then on the backside kind of come out going, you know, it actually doesn't matter. And I'm going to shoot 60 pounds because come to think of it, most of the shots I take, you know, are at known yardages at less than 20 yards in the whitetail wood. But if you're in some run and gun situation and you can't range or, uh, you know, on an elk or something like that, you know, those are some of the guys that, that really like that chill series. And, and I get it, you know, I get it there. Uh, that's why we offer different platforms is, you know, we're really about building the best of, of each type of platform. And, and there is, there's never a bow that's going to do all things, but uh, between the, the chill R and the no cam, wow. I mean, there you've got kind of your bases covered. And then chill X if you want a longer axle to axle. Let's say you're looking at the new person that's looking to buy a bow. Never bought a bow before. They're just starting to try out. There's obviously people can go to the big box stores and get a low price, you know, budget bow. But for someone like myself that came in and wanted to buy a higher end bow, but I was still on a budget today's day, like what would be a, a good bow for that person that's on a budget, but can pay a little bit more than a, a box store bow which version of the bow they should possibly look at and what should they possibly be thinking the price range could be sure yeah you know for in a situation where uh where someone is is on a budget we uh we we created the mission uh line by matthews are made in our same factory uh, for that exact situation and the mission line is a really exciting line because it's it is really far and away the best value in bow hunting. You can't get more value than you can with a mission because it is it is made by Matthews. It is Matthews technology, and it's sold at a, a, a lot better price point. Um, you know, if, if you're if you're on a budget, and and those bows range, you know, kind of in the in the two to to five hundred dollar range. You know, per oh, wow. pair bow. Okay. depending on uh, you know depending on the model so you know for the high you know for the higher end something that's going to be faster and you know for something a little bit more advanced you know it's going to be closer to that in that $500 space um, you know, and I'm just giving really rough numbers right now. So. Right. I mean, but, each uh, uh, place has their own uh, price ranging, but still the fact is that, that that's, that's almost giving the same value if they decide to go to a big box store, but you're giving them the quality of a Matthews bow, but at a price point that they can purchase. Um, and so they don't have to buy something generic. They can get something that's got a brand that's got something backed behind it with technology that's used for their higher end uh, top of the line bows but still on a price point that they can still get the name. That's great. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's an awesome stepping stone. You know, there's, you know, young guys or, you know, whatever, at any age, you know, if, if, you know, budget, uh, you, know, you need to stick to a budget and we totally understand that. Um, it is the best value hands down in archery to, uh, to get into a mission bow and, 
and kind of uh, it's a it's a it's a great stepping stone. You know, we always hope that that people will you know down the line transition you know as they're able, but we're certainly happy to provide that option. And uh, it's a really cool line of bows. Definitely check it out. One of the things I have to say though, like when I I bought my adrenaline, and uh, what I love about the quality of your warranty. After a few years, uh, my limbs were starting to give away and they needed to be replaced. And when I took it to the bow shop, it just seems I was losing distance. Um, it just things weren't happening correctly. Every time we tightened it down, it seemed like my bow was getting weaker. And as we were doing tests, we found out that the limbs were uh, fractured and they were slowly giving away. And I've already had the bow for a good four years. They sent information out and sure enough, within I think two weeks, I had new limbs in, replaced, and it was all paid for. It, I, that blew my Absolutely. mind that it was still covered on a bow that I've been using wear and tear that Matthews took care of me even when it came down to a wear and tear issue with my limb or the uh, yeah the limbs themselves. Absolutely. Yep, we stand behind every single thing that comes out of our doors and you know we're able to do that also, you know, because of the quality of our engineering and materials. We don't cut corners anywhere. It, it never ceases to amaze me, Matt, you know, when faced with a question, you know, do I go left or do I go right? You know, it it may Matt left, you could save a boatload of money, it would still be fine, but nope, nope, we're going to go right because it's just, it's that much better, and now we'll be sure that there's never, ever going to be a problem, not even in 20 years, you know, and <laughs> it, it just, Matt will always make that decision for best, and, 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 and frankly, there's lots of times the consumer will never even know because it's not something that's marketable or anything like that, but the quality of the materials that are being used no corner is cut. And so the amount of warranty requests that we get back are slim, slim, slim. Uh, you know, I've got Nazi's bows that I've been shooting for, for a lot longer than that. And, you know, aside from replacing a string, um, they're just, they're rocking and rolling. And I don't, I don't know that there'll ever be a problem, you know? So, uh, yeah, we're, we're always, we're happy to do that. Um, we always take care of people and we, integrity is one of our core values and that means standing behind everything we make well that actually brings up a good question that came about when i uh, got my bow over a period of years i went to a 3d archery shoot in utah i had a blast came back and i started noticing during the shipment it wasn't anything by the bow itself it was the shipping company they somehow have you ever seen the movie ace ventura yeah okay yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know where you were going. So the very beginning of the movie, him running around kicking the box. Well, I felt like when I got my box back, uh, because I boxed everything up in my case, and I didn't have the best case. I had a case. So it wasn't anything to do from them, but it felt like when they shipped back my bow. I felt like I was getting that box broken up from Ace Ventura back in my hands. And so when I looked at my yeah. my string, it seemed like there was some major damage to it. So it was starting to give and I had to get it replaced. Well, it came with stock Matthews strings. And when I was at the, the pro shop, they uh, told me to purchase a different type of string, which I did. But with Matthews strings that you come up with, is it designed more efficiently to use a Matthews string for your bow versus a off-brand that uh, someone might suggest because when I went onto the off-brand, I felt like my bow wasn't performing as its peak. I felt like I had more noise. But before that, using the Matthew string, 
I felt my, like my bow was completely quiet. I had very little vibration. Uh, it seemed faster using the stock version of the string versus buying a off-brand aftermarket. Yes, yes. I uh, know exactly what you're talking about. And yes, we always recommend using Zebra strings for replacements, which is the same strings that we, uh, we utilize uh, in the factory. Our strings go through a significant amount of testing and are made to to work with our bows. So it, it, they they optimize performance. Um, genuinely, you know, we we you know test lots of different strings. Where we have a, a, a huge string department at Matthews, where people are doing nothing but just obsessing over over strings and materials and better ways to do things and just that function of our products. And so. Um, our bows definitely perform best with zebra strings, and it's the reason that we take the time to to you know to build those, to engineer them, um, so that we can get the most out of our product. And so we always recommend if somebody's replacing it to to replace it with the same string. Otherwise, you know, you know your specs may come out of whack. Um, it's, it's adding more it variables. Absolutely happen. Yeah, yeah. and I, I learned know, it the hard way. May change your axle to axle cam timing, things like that, you know, because again, we, we engineer your, your feet per second, everything, you know, it's, it's, they're engineered to be, to be shot with that string for a reason. Yeah. I think, I mean, I learned it the hard way because I, when I purchased the, the aftermarket brand, it was only because at that time I was still fairly new uh, to archery and I was giving my trust to the person selling the bow. And uh, well, in fact, it's a totally different location where I purchased the bow. It was another shop a little bit closer. I came in, they seemed pretty intelligent. They knew what they were talking about and I trusted them. Uh, but they suggested I got a, a aftermarket, a bow string. So I did. But the moment I did, I felt like I was losing 20 yards to my shot. It felt slower and I had a lot more adjustments to go and get the things back to where I felt like I was shooting more efficiently again. But I know that my string is coming time to start replacing. And I thought about maybe I should go back to, you're saying, the zebra strings. And uh, yeah. knowing that, that it it's more efficient to stick with the brand that was designed for it than going for an aftermarket. That is really good to know for someone either going in and buying a new bow. And I've seen this before at a shop where they say, when you purchase the bow, you might also want to think about upgrading or changing your strings out to some other brand. But with... um thinking about it with my personal experience, it seems like you should stick with what comes with Matthews. And even when it comes time to replacing to stick with Matthews with the pro- the products that are designed for it. Yep. No, it's, that is the truth there. We, we measure and test every, every string, every product we, you know, we send out and you know, our bows perform best with those strings. And so when it's time to replace, you know, I would definitely recommend that. Otherwise your specs may be off and, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, a lot of busted you know, arrows and heartache and pain. I had hours of trying to figure out what the heck happened and just come down yep. to, I chose the wrong aftermarket brand. I should have stuck with what uh, you have as an option. And that was yeah. my mistake. I, uh, I learned it the hard way. So hopefully someone's listening, they will know to stick and do what, if they're going with Matthews to, if when it comes to those times for changing out, stick with what comes for specs and you'll have a better time and a less uh, headache like I did. Yep. You got it, man. Uh, one of the things that uh, maybe it was just someone's speaking. I wasn't really sure if it's true or not, but I kind of like to find out if it is. 
I heard that Matthews might be thinking about coming back to the ATA show, and it's blowing my mind because uh, we're going to be going to the ATA show this year, and I've been always wanting to right see on. all the, the different marketing aspects of stuff, and I always thought it'd be awesome to see Matthews out there. And when they said that they think that they're going to be coming out, I wanted to find out, is that true? Are you really coming back to the ATA show? Yeah, you uh, you heard right. The, uh, we are absolutely coming back to the ATA show which uh, we haven't been to in, in uh, a time. number of years. Yeah. And uh, we're stoked about it. We uh, That's exciting. We're really, we're, yeah, it's very exciting. We're really, uh, really stoked just to, to, to be there with everybody and uh, uh, shake people's hands and certainly look forward to meeting you in person and uh, everybody else that's there. So they'll get a chance to, to see all of our, you know, our current line and to shoot it. And, you know, the whole gang will be there. Matt will be there. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be very cool. That is exciting. When I heard that, that made my, uh, the knowing I want to make sure I'm there, because when I knew that you're going to be out there, I thought that's just, that's incredible news, knowing you're coming into showing the stuff at the ATA show. There's going to be so many people out there. You get to meet all the different people, part of the company. I'm so glad that you're coming back. Yeah, yeah, man, we're, uh, we're really excited about it, actually. It's going to be uh could be a good time. So, Brett, I really do appreciate you taking the time. I know it's you're saying that uh, this time of year, which I get it, is that it is the hottest time. It's the you're basically nonstop doing everything you can for the archery season, and uh, I do appreciate you taking your time coming on the show, sharing with our listeners what it is with Matthews and you know the, the bow itself. If you can shoot it. It does, like you're saying, it can sell itself because it's that great of a bow. And knowing the history, my personal experience, I, I just think that if anybody can get their hands on the bow, they they will fall in love with it. It's just kind of hard not to. Yeah, absolutely. That parting words would certainly be to to get into a, a, a pro shop and find our authorized, you know, Matthews retailers on our website. You know, link to to search for your area, but. Get out there, even if you're not in the market for a bow, just shoot the no cam so you can experience it. It is a really cool platform. And, and other than that, other things to check out, we have a cool short film called Training Ground on the homepage right now. Oh, yeah, People I saw that. It's a good one. That, you know, get you stoked for training for the season. And then uh, certainly social media, you know, Instagram or at Matthews Inc. and Facebook as well. So come, uh, come hang with us, come connect there. And uh, I appreciate you having me on, Travis. Well, uh, Brad, you know, what's the best way if someone, I know they can go into a shop, but what is a really a good way for someone that wanting to know about the bows themselves um, to reach and to get more information at? Absolutely. The best way to reach out to us is uh, through our website. You know, our website has matthewsinc.com, has all the information on products, specs. Uh, there's a cool uh, film up there called Training Ground right now. Um, and then certainly our, our authorized Matthews retailers are, uh, are there to, to, to help out. If there's a question, you know, beyond that, there's always a way to contact, you know, customer service on our website. But hopefully, you know, through those different avenues, people should uh, be able to get all the information they need. And we'll also ask, you know, people to, to connect with us socially, you know, on Instagram at Matthews Inc., and Facebook as well. That's great. Well, Brad, I do appreciate you coming on, sharing with our listeners. It was a real pleasure having you on the line. Absolutely, man. It's uh, great to talk with you, Travis. Glad to connect with you on the phone and look forward to connecting with you and shaking your hand at APA this year. Sounds great. We'll hope to see you there. All right, Travis. Thanks, man. All right. Bye-bye. So how about that? Matthews is coming back to the ATA show. How cool is that? I mean, they're going to be right next to all the other bow manufacturers. And people for like me that be able to have the ability to go and meet 
each individual manufacturer get to shake the people's hands, shoot their bows, really see what it's like, and all the other archery products out there, of course. But we're talking about the manufacturer of our bows. And so knowing that Matthews is going to be there too is pretty exciting. I'm really glad that I brought Brad on because I did, as you saw, or as you heard, I had some technical issues with my bow and it ended up being that I should have just stuck with the zebra strings that Matthew suggested. It probably would have made my bow a lot more efficient and I would have had less heartache and pain. Maybe you're experiencing the same thing. I don't know. But if you are and you're using a Matthews Adrenaline or a Matthews bow in general um, and you've had this type of same situation that I had, maybe think about going into purchasing a zebra string, going back to what was stock and standard for the specs, and you might even have a better shooting ability and more enjoyment. That's what I'm going to be doing. And it's really hard to really know that when it's coming time to buy a bow, there are so many great ones out there. I don't think one company has a bad bow. And so, so when it comes down to choosing your bow, you just really need to get them in your hands. You need to shoot them. And yes, we are getting into the archery season. We're already starting hunting season in general. Um, and if you're just now thinking about purchasing a bow, you are a little bit late, but hey, I started late. So it's not a big deal. You can still find a good bow. You still can get a what you want, get ready, and just start hunting later in the season before the season is up. I do think that this no cam system is very unique. And if it's time for you to buy your new bow or buy the first bow and you want Matthews to be that brand, the no cam system, you're going to be dialed in right from the start. You're going to have a great bow. You can definitely guarantee you're going to be able to knock down some amazing game animals with little resistance. So if you've listened to this episode and you've enjoyed it, if you could take a moment, please go to mybowrush.com forward slash iTunes. Give us a five-star review and let us know what you think of the show. It really does help us get more exposure. And I really do appreciate the ones that have taken the time, gone in and given us some really great feedback. It's been a pleasure knowing what people have said. You know, these shows are all about education. I'm learning so much. I mean, I don't expect anyone to think that I'm an expert by far. I do have some skills. I think that over the years I've learned a nice trait when it comes to hunting. But when it comes to archery, I feel like I'm still new. I'm seven years in and I'm still learning. And you know how they say, if you're not learning, then what's the point? I love what I'm doing. I love learning about all the new things that are coming out. And I love sharing all the things I get to find. But I also want to give you answers or find the answers for you. So if you have any kind of questions, go to our website, check out this episode show notes. You can get to it by going to mybowrush.com forward slash 026. That'll take you right to the show notes page. It even has on the right-hand side, the column, there's a section where you can literally send from the website a voice message asking the question that you want. And if it's something I know, I'll be more than happy to share it. And if it's something I don't know, I will look to find someone I feel that will give you the best answer for that question. And we'll either have it on the next episode or a featured episode so you can have that knowledge and as well as share it with other people. If you have something, someone else is going to have the same question, so it's best to share it for everyone. So I just looked recently, and I I posted it on our Facebook wall, that it looks like our exposure is going international. It's so crazy that I was originally just trying to focus on the United States, but when I look at the geograph and I'm starting to see people in uh, Africa to uh, New Zealand to Australia to South America to Greenland and some people in Russia, Europe, you name it. It just seems like they're popping up everywhere. It's crazy that people are hearing this show all across the world. How cool is that? Well, 
I think it's because of your help. You're sharing our show with your friends on your social network. And I have to say thank you so much for that. And please, if you can, keep it up. Share this episode. Let other people know. If you want and if you haven't found us yet, we have a web page on our site. It's follow us links. And it gives you how to get to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our Google Plus, and even ways to register and subscribe to the channel so you can get it on your own feed and listen to it every time it comes out. But if you can take a look at that, share with your friends again if you haven't done so. And if the ones that have, please keep doing it because it's working. I do appreciate it. And this is this is a lot of fun. And I, I think so much that so many people are willing to take the time out of their day and listen to what we have to say. And so thank you for that. I think that's it. Hope you tune in on our next episode next week. And I'll finish it up with this. I'm your host, Travis Stowe at the Bow Rush Podcast. I'm out of here. 